Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret and welcome to Journey into an Unknown World. This is my anniversary of my third year of doing Journey into an Unknown World and I'm about to transform this show into an educational list of things that you can study with me. So right up front, I'm going to say to you that if you've enjoyed listening to any of my shows or you've downloaded all the shows from iTunes, then I have a request. And that request is, would you please go to my website, www.sumaricenter.com That's S for sugar, U, M for mother, A, R, I, S for sugar again, C, E, N, T, E, R dot com and sign in, put your name there, put your email, and put your interests, because what I'm going to offer you is something that's so priceless, yet it's an opportunity for you to learn at home, on your own, working with me directly. Yes, you'll have communications with me on the webinars that I'm going to do. And the amazing thing is, I'm only going to charge you $35 per one-hour session with me. So if you'd like to go through many of the show's subjects, you'll see that you have a multitude of things that you can talk about. For example, years ago I started with obesity. And I'm sure many of you listening are saying, yes, I am overweight, and yes, I have tried lots of different diets, etc., etc., and I'm no further down the line in weight than I was two or three years ago. Well, guess what? I'm going to work with you. I'm going to help you see what is going on in your body, how you think, how you feel about yourself, and what you can actually do to help yourself with herbs and things like that, as well as with hypnoidal influences. That's just one subject. So imagine what you could learn sticking with me over the 85 shows or more that I've done, and will continue to do, by the way, and keep you educated and help you move forward and change your life for the better. Now, having done my little pitch up front, because I always talk so much, <laughs> I'm going to go straight into the subject I've taught today, which is dowsing with pendulums. I know that so many people right now are asking questions of themselves. Should I change my job? Should I go and meet some new fellow online or some girl online? Is it time for me to fall in love again? Is my relationship the right one for me? Or have I really made a wrong turn, gone down the wrong pathway and should be getting a divorce? I don't know. I'm confused. Or maybe you're asking yourself a simple question like, am I really going to die and pass into heaven? Or Am I really going to find out what my spiritual destiny is and what more I should be doing? The bottom line is that we do intimately know ourselves on a deeper level that most of us never touch. I'm talking about the deep subconscious and I know you've all heard me talk about it and refer to it for many times on many shows, but what exactly is the deep subconscious. It's 
the awareness of the oneness within your being. In other words, you know everyone. Not just the people you come into contact with, but people in other countries that you'll never see. There's part of you that feels connected to other people in other places. And you can't explain it. It seemed to be strange. And you just shrug it off as, oh dear, that was something strange. And then rationalize it away. For example, I had an intuitive moment, but I guess... I think I was just re relating to something in my own life and so something hit me. That's enough for me to think about for now. I was teaching a class in Japan recently and I was teaching people how to cut etheric ribbons and I did do a show on this. But what I want you to understand is that when you do cut etheric ribbons, you do actually free yourself from a lot of people that you've had in your past. But then you might say, well, if I cut those ribbons, I'm not with them anymore. I've lost them. I'm now separated and I'm alone. But the truth is, spiritually, you never cut the etheric ribbons because they're not etheric ribbons. They're spiritual ribbons. They're the vibration of universal consciousness in the oneness. And every single one of us is able to connect to it. The problem is our conscious mind is rationalizing, explaining and excusing to us all the time that we can't do it. That it's impossible to talk to angels or God as we refer to it. But the truth is we've had a wealth of psychics online, on stage, on television, in movies, all telling us that they are in connection with the oneness and are in reality feeling the energy of the oneness. But what is the energy? How does it affect you? How do you know that energy is around you? Well, if you take off your sweater, you surely can see that the static energy that runs through your hair is there. You can also see that if you plug in your equipment into a socket, the electricity runs through your equipment and it works. So why not start there with understanding that what you've seen, or even what you felt if you've had a shock of electricity, has taught you that energy is all around you. The next thing to think about is your body. Yes, it generates energy. Every time you breathe, you have a chemical reaction between the oxygen and the carbon dioxide and all the other gases involved. Every time you eat, you have enzymes that create more gases and generate more energy as they pop, squeak and squiggle through your whole digestive system. In fact, your body is very noisy. So how would you define your body in terms of whether it's overweight or underweight, whether you're tall or small, whether you're 6 or 96, how would you define yourself? Well, I thought a lot about that years ago when I was very, very young, and I decided very quickly that I was a generator of energy. And because my grandpa was a dowser 
and who was one of the founders of the Dowsing Association of Great Britain with his father-in-law, my great-grandfather on the other side of my family, his mother's side, we actually learned that we have to use energy in order to attract energy, polarization. In other words, if I want to touch a tree, I've got to really think about where that tree is, what kind of tree I want to touch, and how I'm going to touch it. For example, if it's a poisonous tree, I certainly don't want to get poisoned by it, but why would I want to touch it in the first place? Maybe there's something about that tree that has some part of it that is not a killer, but a healer. And in that modem of consciousness, shall we say, being technical, let's bring that back to, I can read you on a computer without hearing your voice, seeing your face. I can tell you all of the things you need to know about yourself just by seeing your name, just by knowing you're in, living in Africa or India or Japan or somewhere else. How can I do that? Well, the truth is, I can tap into the energy of the oneness, and I can feel you. Now, I know for a lot of people that seems impossible. No one's taught you how to do it. That's why. Everything that we learn, we eventually come to master and understand it's easy. But in the beginning, we always say, oh, that's impossible. I'll never master that. I've got 75 years of mastering it. It takes a while. But for the younger generations coming in, they're born with the coding of the paranormal within their being. And what that means is they are aware of their energy. And they can dance and sing and create and invent all sorts of things that my generation never even dared to dream of, let alone to manifest it. So why would I be talking to you about energy? The truth is, energy is compressed and then expanded, just like me talking to you on this program. There are pauses and then there are quick words. Everything could be stretched out so that I sound like this to you. Yes, <laughs> that was funny. But the bottom line is, what if I speeded it up? Yes, you know, my demonstrations are there for a reason. I want you to realize that when you next go out and about, listen to the tones of the voices of people who are talking around you. Some people have very high-pitched voices, some low and some moderate in the middle. Well, it's the same with the animals. It's the same with the way they, the little dogs bark or the cats meow. It's the same with plants. They squeak. They make little noises. And of course, all the insects of the world, they just love to make a lot of noise at night just to keep us awake. So the bottom line is, you've got to learn to feel this energy. And to feel this energy, what better way to do it than to work with a pendulum? Now, yes, there are lots of pendulums in the world. And yes, I've tried lots of them, from metal ones to stone ones, to just hanging a nail or a piece of string together. 
or something that's not really what I want, a, a necklace, because I can't find a pendulum at the time that happens to have something dangling from it. Yes, anything that we have in this world could become a pendulum. You could stand at the top of a big building with a long cable and hang a big ball of iron on the bottom down by the sidewalk. And with a little bit of effort and energy, you could ask a question and it would start to swing. Not because of the weather, not because of other people walking by, but simply because you will be transferring your energy from your brain through your hands, on down through whatever cord you've got to the ball at the bottom on the sidewalk and it would move. But we're not giants and we don't need to prove all that. All we need to do is to prove it to ourselves. So what would you do? Well for me I experimented, I tried different stones and eventually I found one that I really liked. It was made in the form of a ball with a fixing on the top and a nice little point at the bottom so that I could really home in on the minutest spot of whatever it is that I was trying to find. So if I'm dowsing a body and I'm looking for the core energy of a disease, with my pendulum I can feel the energy of the physical body, that's the part that's making all the noise. I can feel the energy of the etheric body, that's the part where you're complaining, moaning and groaning all the time about everything is bad and how horrible life is and how nobody understands you, etc. And then I can explore your spirit body, the part of you that leaves this world and goes back to the oneness. And I can find out why you're here or what part of your spirit is broken because it's tried so hard to get you to clean up your mind and emotions of the lower self and heal your body. Unfortunately, a lot of people, when they've so stressed their spirit, tend to end up feeling suicidal. Well, I can find the point where that was first decided, not in the brain but in the body from when you were somewhere very young, a long time ago when perhaps you said to yourself, I'm going to fail this exam, I wish I was dead. You don't really mean it, but the brain accepts the thought. And over years, that thought can manifest into a reality, unless someone stops it. And who can stop it? You. The next body that I look at is a higher mind body and the higher mind body is the wisdom of your spirit self. All the lives you've had before, your past lives, all your lives between lives where you've lived in the spirit world, what we call heaven. Things you've learned, things you've forgotten, things that you intuitively know but you don't know why you know them. They all lie there in that higher mind body. And of course, if we attune to your soul body, the vibration of oneness, pure love, then we can find out just how much you love or don't love yourself. Now that's just talking about your aura, the energy of your aura and the states of your chakras. But what about the energy of ground? My grandfather 
found a piece of the Queen's, oh, actually I should say King in those days, the King's bowl, a very valuable gold, solid gold bowl, was hidden in the Chiltern Caves in England. And it was a game, everyone was invited who was into dowsing at the time to go find it. The only person who knew exactly where it was happened to have a heart attack and died. And the note that he wrote where it was was locked away in a safe that no one could open. My grandfather was very well known, of course, and people asked him, why don't you go find it? He said, of course not. I'm too busy finding wells in India for those who need water. But a messenger came. The king desired him to go into the Chilterns and find it. This is a massive, massive undercave of channels and you know rooms or whatever you call them. About 10 miles of it, I understand. It took my grandfather five days to find it, just by dowsing, just by tuning to his own energy and the resonation energy of that golden bowl. Everyone was so pleased that he found it, and he did it out of love, not out of payment or for notoriety or famous energies on either level in those days because nobody was into the paranormal. He just did it because he wanted to please his king. So here, my point of that is that when you're going to do anything with a pendulum, you need to have a good reason, a true reason. I'll remind you again that my website is www.sumariscenter.com S for sugar, U-M-A-R-I-S for sugar again, C-E-N-T-E-R.com And if you really want to learn more from me for such a low fee of $35 for one hour, then sign up and please say what you're interested in. I don't want to be harassing you with issues and things you're not into and don't want to know. Though I would add here that probably the things you don't want to know are the very things you should get to know. But there, it's up to you and life is full of choices, including your choice as to which pendulum you might want. So what would you want to do? Well, you might want to go to your local stone store and try out some pendulums they have for sale. There are lots of fancy ones around. Or you might want to go out in the garden, find a stone that you like, drill a hole in it, thread a, a needle through it of some kind with a piece of chain, and hey presto, you've got your own. But whatever you decide to do, the bottom line is a pendulum should be a personal part of your, your equipment. Why? Because there's always times when we need to make a choice. And there's often in those times a confusion. We're not really sure what we should do. So if you take out your pendulum and you ask the question with a neutral energy, for example, I'm in the store, I see three dresses I like, I only need one, I can't make up my mind which one I like, so I touch one, hold my pendulum, knowing which way is my positive, which is to the right, and my negative is to the left, 
I hold that dress, hold my pendulum over the dress, and ask the question, do I want this one? If the pendulum goes to no, then I put it aside. That dress is not for me. Then I'll do that with the next one. And maybe that says yes. So then I know I want that dress, but I've still got a third one. I haven't tried it yet. So I try it with the third one. And let's say that says yes too. Now I look at my purse and I ask myself, do I want to buy two dresses? Can I afford two dresses? Well, maybe there's something unexpected going to come, like I'm going to need the money for something else. So my first question is not going to be, which of the dresses or two of the dresses shall I buy? My first question is, do I need to watch my money? If it goes to no, then I'm free to go ahead and choose two dresses. But if it goes to yes, then I'm not free to buy both dresses. So then I'll ask the question, can I afford to buy one dress? If it goes to no, I walk away. I don't buy any dresses. If it goes to yes, then I'll buy one dress. But which one? So again, I'll go to it because I like them both. I'm very confused. So I'll hold the dress and I'll ask the pendulum, is this most likely to be used often? Yes or no? Let's say it says no. Then I go to the other one. Is this dress most likely to be used often? And let's say it goes to yes then I will buy the one that says yes. Even though I might feel that the first one looked better on me, I will buy the second one. Maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll gain a bit of weight. Or maybe I'll be invited to an event where that particular dress fits the circumstances. By using a pendulum in this way in your everyday life, you will learn to make choices based on the way you think. Now, let me take another deep breath here and say, well, what about what you feel? The bottom line is, feeling comes with understanding. If you haven't seen something, you can't have a feeling about it. So if I hadn't seen my three dresses in the beginning, I wouldn't have a feeling about whether or not I want to buy those dresses. So let's go back to, let's say we're a young woman and we're looking for a boyfriend and we're online. We're looking for someone and up comes all these handsome, gorgeous looking young men who all seem to be attractive, but yet I don't know them. I haven't a sense of who they are. My logic has led me to find their pictures through the computer, but I don't know them. I don't know how I feel them. This is where your pendulum comes in handy because you can get it out with each one. You can touch their face or look at their face while holding your pendulum over your hand and ask yourself, is this person compatible with me in some way. Now, the pendulum might well say yes, okay? But that doesn't mean that they're the love of your life. 
it's okay, you've got this person could in some way get along with you. So now you have to break that question down. Ask a question like this. Is this person creative like me? Let's say you like to make jewelry or do painting or something. Then we're looking for something that he likes to do that's creative. He might be a carpenter. He might go out hunting for gold. I don't know. But whatever it is, is that the kind of creativity that you want in your life? You don't know. So be careful on that question. Is this person artistically creative like me? Might be that you both have music in common. So whatever it is, that's your next step. Does he like my kind of music? Yes or no? If it's no, move on to the next young man. If it's yes, ask another question. Is he strong, powerful, independent? Okay, now if you are not strong, powerful, and independent, if you are looking to some reason to lean on a man, then you won't want a powerful, strong, and independent man because in the way of the oneness, you'll attract someone who's weak and insecure in order to make you become stronger, powerful, and independent. So the words you use have to be something neutral. Is there someone... I could learn from? Is there someone I could enjoy going out and about and discovering new things with? These kinds of questions, if you get a yes, then you know there's something that could draw you both together. But again, that doesn't mean that they are the love of your life. It might mean that you simply date them for two times and then find out, hey, I got what I wanted and I don't need to date them anymore. Okay, let's move on. Let's say you want to go to the bank and you want to borrow some money. Whether you should go on Monday or Friday, which is the best day when the bank manager is going to be in a good mood? In the oneness, we know when people are ready to receive us. So in this sense, these kinds of questions, you need to move into what we call your higher self or your higher mind. So do a little bit of meditation first, and then with your pendulum, hold it steadily over your left hand, if you're right-handed, and hold the pendulum with your right hand. You can do it the opposite if you're left-handed. And allow the pendulum to swing. It may swing back and forth, or round and round. Whatever it does, the first question you're going to ask is, does my spirit know the answer to receiving finances? You might get a no, in which case it's really saying, not now, you're not ready for it. You haven't worked out all your plans, you haven't got everything in place, you're desperate, you're not clear. If on the other hand it goes to yes, then you can start asking questions like, would it be best for me to wait a week before I go to the bank? See if it says yes or no. If it says yes, then wait a week. And when a week goes by, come up with the pendulum again and say, should I go today? And if it says no, then say, should I go Tuesday and Wednesday and so on through the week. And on one of those days, if you were correct the week before, it will suddenly go to yes. And your no, for example, 
that it went yes on Thursday, that that's the day to go. But how about timing? What if you arrive and the person you're meant to see is at lunch? Then you're diverted away from what you want to do. So the next question you need to ask yourself is should I go in the morning? If you get a no, then ask the question, should I go in the afternoon? And you'll get a yes, or vice versa. Now you want to find out what time you should go. You can start counting. Business hours are from 8 until 5, so you can start counting. Should I go at 8 a.m., 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, and so on. That way, you can find the hour that you should be there for your appointment. And then, to make it a reality, you call the bank and you call up and you say, I would like to make an appointment to discuss my banking account and a possible loan with someone at, let's say your pendulum said 11 a.m., 11 a.m. on Thursday. And the clerk will look at their register and will come up with, oh, so-and-so's in on that day. And you make that appointment, assuming and believing in yourself and your skills in your pendulum that the person who is there for you on that day is the right person for you to see and talk through your financial issues. Now, here's a little sidebar. Sometimes so-and-so gets sick and some other person takes their place. And guess what? They're the person you're supposed to meet. So not always is everything as plain as the nose on your face, because yes, the unexpected can happen. But using your pendulum from time to time, now and again, or all the time, I know people use them all the time, you're going to be able to help yourself to make a lot more choices than you ever dreamed possible. And you will amaze yourself at just how accurate your intuit self is. Your brain is controlled by your intuitive self, but the brain functions logically and coolly, even coldly, when it comes down to making sure your body's working productively. It thinks like a robot. Make sure blood is pumping on the left and coming up on the right kind of thing, or whatever it is you need. So if you're in the negative and you're ill, then using your pendulum to douse the areas where you're really blocked can be very helpful to you. I'll remind everyone who's listening that I am a healer, counselor, and that if you're in trouble with your health, then if again you go to samaricenter.com and put in your email and say what's wrong with you, what your ill health is, I can put you on our healing list and also ask the oneness to heal you. And that doesn't cost you a thing other than your time and effort to put your name there. But make sure you say request healing. Okay, now when I receive that, I will also try and locate the issue. But you can help me a little if you like by saying what disease or problem you have, i.e. I've had surgery, it didn't work, 
I have muscular dystrophy or something serious, you know, more serious, like I'm going to die next week. Whatever it is, remember the oneness hears your prayers. And we as healers and psychics are able to reach the oneness on your behalf and help you to either recover or deal with whatever it is you're going through so that passing is easy. I have helped many people pass over into spirit world because it was their time and they wanted to leave, but they were scared that there wasn't anything after death. Well, with my help, they were able to see even before death that there is indeed life after death because we could open up their psyche, their spirit consciousness, and allow them to see the images of the spirit world. Yes, there's a lot you can learn from me. So yet again, I say to you, if you've enjoyed my shows, please go to samaricenter.com and sign up saying you're interested in whatever subjects I've done on the shows. And I will let you know when we start the program where we will be teaching whatever the subject is. How's the homework set up? You will listen again to the show in question where this topic is so that you have that fresh in your mind and then you'll come onto the webinar by paying your $35 through PayPal or through credit card and then you will be given a key that will be a number, something for you to sign in to the website so that you and where we're doing it, etc. So that you can then join in and write to me on chat box and all these kinds of things and listen to me talking and teaching you and giving you exercises to do and, and uh, meditations and hypnosis and so on in that one hour. And in that one hour, you will gain a tremendous amount of insights and inspirations about yourself. Coming back to the pendulum and the energy, the source of energy, let's say you decide you want to eat some food and you want to go on a diet. Well, that's all well and good. But what is in that food that you might be allergic to? Is it good to eat? Well, out comes your pendulum. Hold it over the food and ask the question simply with a neutral mind, is this food good for me? Now, by now you know pretty well which is your direction for yes and direction for no. But I always do say to people, double check it. What I do is I hold the pendulum over, you know, with my right hand and let the pendulum dangle over the palm of my left hand so that my pendulum is trapped between the cups of both my hands. And as I'm holding it, I'm asking the question, is my name Margaret? And at that point, as I do that, energy builds up between my two hands. And as I know I am Margaret, then my pendulum will go to the right. But what if it goes to the left one day? And it has done that on occasions throughout my life. Then I have to acknowledge that my energy is off balance. So if I want to put myself in new balance, all I have to do is think, go to the right. I want to rebalance my body. I want my energy to go to the right so that everything is balanced. And as I hold that pendulum, 
I will notice that the pendulum will stop going round in circles to the left, start zigzagging and swinging around in many directions until eventually it finds a momentum to swing to the right. I'll watch it swinging to the right until I find my hands are beginning to have a sensory sense, in other words, of tingling um, or of prickling or even a force field of energy that is forcing my hands apart. And at that point, I know that I have rebalanced the energy of my aura. And now I can ask the question again about this food. Is this food right for me? And if it goes no, then there's a big clue why I've been off balance. I've been eating the wrong food. And whatever I've been eating, it has in some way made me ill. So I've given you a lot to think about today. I am very happy that you've tuned to me once more. I'm not good at pitching things, I'm only good at teaching. So I hope you will go to sumaricenter.com and sign up to listen to all the things that I can teach you in the future. So be well, be happy, blessings.